This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. Like they can't use any higher technology, but it must help them. That's how they get by. No cops, no nothing. Please tell me more about the Amish Mafia right now. <laughs> it's almost, I, I swear, it has scenes in it like it's almost like it's set up, but like apparently it's not. It, 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 it's weird. Anyway, y'all, y'all can go deeper. I, I watched quite a few episodes. I was pretty entrenched for a good amount of time. But um, I don't know. It was just one of those shows you could sit back and watch. But they're crazy. They just – they have no regard for any life because the Amish are that way to begin with. And then plus you add on that now they're committing crimes and shaking people down. It's the wild, wild west of the 21st century. <laughs> Well, the Amish people that I have interacted with have been very kind. In fact, they, 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 we, we, our old owners left some mattresses out front of our house, and uh, they, they came by with their horse and buggy and their wagon that, that they had out back. And they're like, hey, what's going on with this mattress? And I'm like, you want it? It's all yours, man. So they like strapped it up to the wagon, and off they went in their horse and buggy. And they, they were, I guess, sleeping comfortably in a queen-size bed. <laughs> It's the sinner's mattress. <laughs> seems like seems like Dan was the only one that realized that we were alive, and he's like, "Shit, I gotta say Brian's ass for digging on this right now." <laughs> I did see a little live button. I'm like, "Oh man!" I, yeah, I saw while I was talking, I was like, "You know what? I'm in this deep. I'm I'm not gonna abandon ship too early. I'm not gonna go straight." While well, you know, the good thing so is the the Amish will never right see in. this because. Yeah, yeah, no electricity. Yeah, the open bar Amish style. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's going to send a carrier pigeon and it's going to be a problem for you, Brian. <laughs> a little yeah. videotape strapped to its leg. Do you, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a horse and buggy like 18 <laughs> deep rolling up to your house? Oh, God. <laughs> right, like, right down the North Jersey. Just right down the North Jersey. I, I, don't, I don't think they let uh, horses and buggies across the Walt Whitman, though. So I think you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me bring the curls out. Uh, <laughs> Oh, right. Well, uh, with with that um, amazing intro, we are so, so live on the open bar. It's Tuesday. It's sort of 930 Eastern. I am with my main dude, Jay Mike. Check. What's up, dude? What's cracking, my brother? Yo, on a crazy note, and I know people are going to love hearing about this to start. um, So uh, at some may know I have three daughters and um, they're, they're all very young. So six, five. And then uh, my youngest, she's two. Well, excuse me. She'll be two at the end of this month. And we started potty, potty training, Gabe. Uh, today was day one uh, of potty training. And obviously I was not here for it because I'm working and I would have probably, uh, I don't know, crap my pants watching all of the accidents that occurred early in the day. However, however, after the first three misses, she shot like 10 for 10 the entire day on day one of potty training. Okay. So 
as maybe crazy we shouldn't as- we shouldn't be giving Josh Allen such a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No matter how inaccurate and how many times you miss, keep shooting. <laughs> keep shooting because sooner or later, like it's gonna get real and you're gonna the the the, the poop is gonna hit the toilet. And you've just got to be there. You've got to be there when it goes in. And I'll be daggone tonight for poop for the first poop of her life, not in a diaper. She did it on the on the potty on her own on day one, Gabe. Day one. My wife is a wizard. Shout outs to my wife. I love you. Shout out to J Mike's <laughs> wife and shout out to your child. Truly the goat of the family at this point. I mean. Shit or get off the pot, right? <laughs> so I, and I think she, I think she, uh, was shoot your shot, girl. Shoot your shot. shot. <laughs> uh, all right, that's that's perfect. Um, yeah, we're, we're here every week doing our thing. Uh, kind of struggled to find guests here late, and we decided to have an sort of all I, IDP show. I don't, I don't know what, what will happen. <laughs> If we'll even talk about that, who knows? But we we have some IDP gurus out here. Uh, one from the he he's been on the open bar before, my dude, the people's champ. We were just talking about you last week. How we, you know, pretty much gave you that nickname, and we we're yes, trying to get, we we're trying to get uh, Shug T Shug to, T. <laughs> to, to switch that handle. We're 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 growing on him. He'll he'll get there eventually. So the people's champ. Dwight, what's up, dude? How you doing? What's up, guys? Happy to be on again. Uh, I don't work the night shift anymore, so this is before I go to bed instead of what? starting. No, I was noticing that. I, your yeah. background looks very different. I wasn't sure if you just had a picture of, of your <laughs> kitchen, your home, and the background the of your work. Screen. But uh, yeah, the green screen. But uh, you even have people moving in the background, so that's really high-tech stuff, man. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other IDP fellows. I met them for the very first time tonight and i can tell you what i'm i'm very dissatisfied so far so we'll see how the rest of this night goes uh, brian like two hours ago or something and so thanks for jumping in uh quick there brian and then and dan seahawks dan not seattle dan but seahawks dan uh fellas how are you doing uh, i'm good i mean good good you went strong with the guru there i would like to sell myself a little bit short and say that I'm no guru in IDP, but uh, I mean, if we're talking about it, I'm in, but uh, happy to be on and uh, excited to be here. No, you obviously don't, didn't get the memo, Brian. We like to oversell. Okay. And then you you settle in down here somewhere. You know what? I just don't want to be verbally abused on Twitter. That's kind of where (laughs) my life has come to, where I don't want to oversell myself on anything and then hear it from the reins of everybody coming down on me, because that's what, fantasy twitter does but brian that's what the the block button's for yeah. hit the block button and you don't have to ever see it ever again yeah there you go it's all the <laughs> i have about five followers i feel like that's a level of twitter that you need to reach before you even block people like i am not even i haven't even i haven't even muted anyone like i'm not <laughs> i need to need to up the up the ante here so i can start blocking y'all um, yeah, so uh, y'all like IDP, huh? We're down with IDP. Yeah, you know me. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, 
we just I, I with all three of you i believe i was in a an eliminator with you um yes. with 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 cog and we were drafting for what is it six seven sixteen rounds and we were drafting yes. defensive tackles and cornerbacks <laughs> only yes yes Basically like from my the... from my knowledge from idp the the very little knowledge that i've had in playing it is that I've played where you just need a defensive back and a, and a lineman. And so I hardly ever picked up a cornerback unless it was like a rookie cornerback or if it was the dude playing opposite of Josh Norman or Darrell Rivas or something like that. So, I mean, to be required to, <laughs> to do defensive tackles and cornerbacks was and very only, difficult. Very, very only. difficult. Yeah, I think we were drafting guys that were not even probably in the league anymore by the time the end <laughs> came. Probably. Or they're like fifth string corner and they're, yeah. you know, they, they we probably have some uh, some Easter eggs in there from Scott Fish. He probably threw in some, some guys <laughs> yes. like from the Scott Fish Bowl that were just <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Maybe just sixteen teams was definitely way too many. I mean, sixteen, uh, seventeen, 16, yeah, seventeen rounds. I didn't even know sixteen who I was rounds, after, seventeen like teams. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what? So what's the sweet spot in terms of number of on on a roster? Because. I'm thinking that oh man, like every play, like legitimately defenders are could I mean can bring you a good amount of value. So my theory with this is you start a full defense, you play eleven guys, but you, you don't normally have like ten corners on your roster. You normally have like three. So and normally it's a twelve team, not a sixteen team league. So having just defensive tackles and corners was really impossible. But <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't even know half the guys I drafted by round, <laughs> right. round 15. I think it was like, are they on a team? Are they right. not a free agent right now? Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Wait, why is Warren Sapp still listed? <laughs> John Henderson. <laughs> Let's go. Let me get the guy from the program. Yes. Latimer. Yeah, Latimer. Yeah, Latimer. He would get slapped at the PD suspension. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yo, but those first, you know, after that first four game suspension, like he's he's taking you to a championship. That's true. I only need him for one year, so <laughs> I missed that movie, the program. What's oh, oh movie. perfect. What's your favorite football movie, guys? Mine is the program, period. Probably remember the Titans for me. Yeah. That was a really good movie. Remember the Titans for me. I think just the the laugh value though, the longest yard is unbelievably funny. But can't now, be which one? You it mean can't the, be number one. The can't old one, one or the one with Adam Sandler? I like both. I okay, mean, yeah. Adam Sandler's one is Adam Sandler's one's funny. That's what I grew up on, but I've seen both, so I honestly it can't be number one. It can't be number one best football movie, but I thought I'd just throw it in there. It's a good one. You got to protect the McNuggets. <laughs> a good one. I think the program, but I think I grew up with Varsity Blues as a big mm. influence in my high school life. So I was like, you know, Miss Davis, would you go to prom with me? You know, like, she's tan, tan. And tan. That movie's just so yeah. hilarious. Mox is a fox. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. The, the so, so I guess probably one of the things, because on here, I feel like we've, we've probably mentioned IDP maybe once in the last year, Gabe, in general. Mm. Um, would you say that's probably accurate? And I think it might have been on a show that you weren't even on. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't on like two, week, three weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful that I missed that because. <laughs> <laughs> 
would have been just clueless. So if we ever take this show in a different direction, fellas, and you want to talk IDP, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is even so? So in enlighten enlighten me uh, and Gabe as as ignorant I non IDP playing gentlemen. Uh, you know what? It's it's intriguing to think about because there's a lot of awesome defenders in the league and guys that you'd like to be able to keep up with and whatnot. But it feels incredibly overwhelming. So why – just take me through why IDP for you. Well, for me, I actually started probably seven years ago, and I absolutely sucked balls the first couple of years. It was terrible. I hated it. After the first year, I was ready to drop out. I didn't know who I was drafting. I was drafting guys by name and stats. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but then it just became kind of fun. Like it's more research. The offensive guys, you can find information about offensive guys everywhere. I mean, it's it, it hits you in the face everywhere you turn. But for the defensive, you have to let you have to look for it. It makes you watch the game differently. Um, I dug through sites and all kinds of stuff. This was before I even knew Twitter existed, really, and was just digging for anything I could find. And it, it was just kind of fun. It was then I started winning championships based on my defense and that was that was a blast it felt like it was such a big accomplishment it's to me it's more gratifying it, it's definitely a lot more work and it's intimidating as hell initially it's i, I drafted guys that were suspended i didn't even know because i just saw the stats i'm like oh you had 100 tackles last year oh he's out for eight games well shit i didn't know that you know <laughs> and people draft like josh norman and you know the shutdown corners thinking they're going to be good and then they sit there and score you know, two points every week and just suck. So it's just definitely a definitely more gratifying, I think, to succeed. That's yeah. It seems like a, a challenge. A lot more things line up logically in in IDP. It ex exactly what you're talking about as far as cornerbacks go. Like, yeah, like yeah, they're gonna play. You know, ninety five percent of the snaps, but they're not. They're not gonna try and throw to that dude, and so he's not gonna have an opportunity to score a whole lot. There, there are some rare cases where that you know, isn't true necessarily like Jalen Ramsey, for example, last year was just fine as a defensive back or especially a cornerback. But um, it seems like things just line up logically though. Like snaps played I, is something I always looked at as far as like um, linebackers, especially like if, if these dudes were playing, you know, 80, 90% of the snaps, like that's the kind of guy you want in. And so not always snaps would correlate to tackles or fantasy points, but it certainly helped. And and you could find all that stuff right there with you each and every week. And it changes so much. You could stream so much in IDP. It right. Too. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot more, like you guys said, you do the more research you do kind of the more. Um, so with offense, it's very weird because guys can just get completely shut out of games. And I think that's a lot more rare if you're doing the research with IDP because there are going to be a set amount of defensive snaps where, you know, your linebackers, your strong safeties, those kind of guys are going to get action no matter what. You know what I mean? Whereas offense, you know, Antonio Brown doesn't do it often, but, you know, he can get shut out completely in a week and you, you know, you're, you're going to pretty much lose that week. So I think, you know, it's more interesting in terms of the more research you do. I think you could kind of build yourself a safer floor where offense feels a little bit more variable. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and, and I started 
I, I kind of dove in the deep end because I've been doing fantasy for a long time. Me and my dad and his friend and his son used to just, you know, pick names out of a magazine and we'd have to keep track of the stats and stuff like, you know, we, we were crazy. Into it. And then uh, my buddy calls me up one day and says, hey, my buddy's got this dynasty league. You know, we did some regular fantasy redraft stuff. He's like, I got this dynasty league. And I'm like, what's that? And it was 2004, I think it was. And he's like, oh, it's, you know, we got offense, we got defense, you keep the guys, you have contracts. This league's insane. And it's still going. Um, it's the Delco Dynasty uh, Football <laughs> Delco. League. Yes, world famous Delco. I got out of Delco. I used to be straight out of Delco. Now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> proud reform heard of. <laughs> you, you gotta look up delco man it, it, it's a whole nother world and yeah, people from delco that are watching this are are, are are hearing me moving out and they're, they're crying because they're, they're 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 upset that they lost one a delco but but anyway go back to idp wait 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 yeah first so, of all yeah. someone from delco that's that that they're a delcoite not a delcoian a delcoid uh, they're just from. They're just straight out of Delco. If you get a chance, you gotta you gotta look up on Facebook a, a page. Yeah. It's called Meanwhile in Delco, okay. and it'll explain Delco to you. It's full of Wawa's. It's full of uh, eating off of the top of a Wawa trash can. It, it, it's 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 a whole other world in Delco. Brian knows what I'm talking about. Y'all are laughing, Y'all are laughing, but I've had to replace 10 league members because they got shot, man. This isn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't funny, Delco. Come on, man. Delco's like on an island. It's basically an island. Kind of Pennsylvania doesn't even claim Delco. They've kind of just left them. Yeah. Kind of like how Jersey, we don't really claim South Jersey, North Jersey. We kind of just say, oh, yeah, that's South Jersey. Like, it's a different kind of people. Dang. That's Delco on steroids. Delco, it's like, yeah, they're from Delco. They're not from Philly. They're not from Pennsylvania. <laughs> they're from Delco. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I moved true. to Chester County, so I'm officially out of Delco. And into so. the Amish. Yes, out to the Amish, yes. <laughs> oh, so now I see why you were offended, because you <laughs> are Amish. <laughs> I cut my hair recently. I'm growing my hair out. You know, yeah. pretty soon I'll be competing with the man bun. Hey, looking forward <laughs> to those curls, my man. <laughs> look, looking to grow the FF man bun clan. I mean, I think it's that's that's something that that can be done. It's part uh, of the brand. I was I was talking. We we were uh, over in our trip in Europe. We were trying to come up with like a, you know, you know. <laughs> When you when you see him and when you see the man buns in the street, you know, and you're just like, man, brother, represent. We were trying to think of something to like that we could do to each other. So if anyone has anything to uh, submit for review, I would gladly appreciate that because, you know, it's it's hard out here for a bun. All right. Can't you like, can't you like trade cans of the pomade or something like that or some Grecian formula or something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you got some pomade. I know you do. Some pomade. <laughs> oh, man. Pomade, promenade. That just sounds awful. Um, so, uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Um, folks are joining us to be able to, to chop it up this evening. If you're listening to this in podcast form, 
uh, you are missing out on the fun that we get to have on Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and, and like I said, on YouTube, we've, we've got the live show here using Google Hangouts. And in our chat, uh, a lot of fun folks here. Uh, Jake, executive producer of The Open Bar uh, in the building. Uh, Zach from the Dynasty Dummies, also in the building. Spoonie, Bradley Harrison's in the building. Uh, Kenny Pops came through, said what's up. Um, so yeah, fun group to start. Oh, and even Shug T, uh, last week's sensation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now the first thing that he came out with was no fish tank sound. I'm out. Last week you guys peaked with the fish tank. <laughs> so no, no, no fish tank sounds this week to break up any kind of awkward silences that we have. Um, oh, and Zach said his favorite movie, his favorite football movie, uh, the last boy scout. You guys seen that one? Mm-mm. That's uh, Damon Wayans, wasn't it? Right. Uh, yes, I think so. It, I, I hadn't and seen it for a long time, but yeah. it was a that was a really good movie. I think it, at least I remember seeing it as a kid. It was good. Um, the what? Was good. What's it called? Yeah. The Last, Last Boy, Scout. Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. Oh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans was it? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the one with the with the scene in the rain where he like the the game like the game and the the rain's coming down like. Right. Cats and dogs, I think. Yeah. Don't they have some money on the game, and he he has to decide between whether to throw the game or not? Is that what he has to do? I can't remember. It's been a while. Wow. Yeah, it's something yeah, like that. It's a good one. I've seen a lot I of don't think of that one when I think of football movies, huh? Yeah, I kind of forget about that one. Yeah, I was thinking all the happy-go-lucky ones, I guess. You know, Friday Night Lights and all that. Steaming Willie Beeman. Hey. I like the replacements too. That's fun. Yeah. He, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> put booby in, let booby spin. <laughs> and he Miles. can pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a favorite. Oh, I forgot about that one. I like that one a lot. Man, they made a, you know, what was funny about that movie is that I, I remember seeing, um, I remember watching that and just thinking, like, what was that? Dallas Carter, I think, is the name of that team that they ended up playing in the championship. And I just remember thinking, like, man, I hate those dudes. Like, man, like just a bunch of jerks. And then, like, what was it 10, 15 years later, we see the uh, what movie? Um, they, they did the the documentary. The third, I think it was a thirty for thirty uh, on that team in terms of what they had to deal with just going through the actual playoffs. And I was like, man, I feel really bad for hating those guys because they had they were like that story is super interesting. <laughs> It's like the other side of it. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, interesting. You I'm got a, tricked, man. That's just a, the media. <laughs> <laughs> for all these years, I be, be, believe in all oh, big big jerks. Got those grown men playing for him. It's like, man. You bought into the clear eyes. Full hearts can't lose. I did. I did. You know, the underdogs, all these little country bumpkins coming through. Yeah, man, I bought, I bought it. I, I was sold a bill of goods, and I took it home and, and opened it, and I couldn't return it. It was jerk, jacked up. Um, <laughs> uh, Tyler, uh, excuse me, Shug T, not Tyler, Shug T. Um, <laughs> Shug T, bitch. <laughs> Speaking of, we still need to see. Uh, are, are you guys in the SFB? I know Dwight, you are. Dan, you yes. in the SFB? Brian, SFB? I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Yes. So, I'm in the uh, Frank Reynolds division. Frank Reynolds. Now, what show is that from? That fits and it's always sunny. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, I feel like that's one that people love. I've, I've never I, seen that though. I feel like Frank would be from Delco. 
Yeah, Frank would probably be a Delco guy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> from what you're describing about what the hell Delco is. Yeah, although that whole crew is just they're, they're, they might they're, be all, they might all be Delcoids, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah, they're all despicable, but they're full hilarious. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that now now Shug says that uh, he he posted a picture on Twitter today showing that his actual I'm not sure if you guys caught what he's doing, but he's actually hand ranking. All the entire 900 teams for the SFB this year, um, and, and he has. Sure, he's not part Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if the lighting last week was candlelight or not. We can't. We cannot. Uh, hey, Shug, if, if you're, I know you're in the chat. Please confirm or deny you Amish. And was that candlelight last yeah. week? That and probably did, was a fish how, tank filter. That was his kids just blowing bubbles in the water. <laughs> No, let's as them churn in the butter. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they're not going to bed without getting up because the two busy churning butter all night. This blue bonnet don't come easy, son. <laughs> but he, he he's yeah. hand ranking, hand ranking them like uh, uh, man. Uh, I like Shug, but he's a crazy person. Well, I just dropped about a hundred spots, e even if I was <laughs> up there <laughs> for that one. So <laughs> he says, "I'm originally from PA, but not Amish." She's definitely from Delco. Yes, Shug, you Delco baby. That's too funny. <laughs> The one, <laughs> I'm sorry, it makes me laugh so much. The uh, one thing I definitely want to ask about as it pertains to um, IDP, the is it now obviously when, when you like you like you were saying earlier, Brian, when you have your Antonio Browns uh, and the like, uh, we're constantly looking at these guys, and, and more often than not, they're going to star for you. But like you said, they can give you these poop weeks. Um, when it comes to IDP. Are your stars basically going to be the ones that carry you through, or how do you even go about finding stars? Is it linebackers? Is it like you said? I know you said strong safeties. Like I just keep, I just got have this picture in my mind, like when Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed were like the two best defenders in the NFL. Like were they like the guys to have? No, I mean you want you want this guy right here, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, he's been the top for a while. I mean. The thing, the problem is with the best defenders is I don't think that they get the volume that some of the other guys have. Like, let's put it, for example, like Chandler Jones isn't the best. He's probably one of the best defensive ends in the league and not, you know, the best. He's not going to be number one overall. Or, um, I mean, Bobby Wagner was for a while and he's probably one of the better defenders in the league. He's one of the best people. But, I mean, Deion Jones in Atlanta, he's a guy that I've been taking – Really high. I took him one in um, in the IDP guys draft. They I work with them, and uh, I took him one. But you know, he's not necessarily. You don't think of Deion Jones. You think of you know the premier defender in the NFL. But he's definitely gonna have the volume, and I look to see him to get better. But yeah, I don't think it's necessarily about uh, name. You know, na name guys. Um, Aaron Donald certainly isn't one of the top players at his position. I mean, he's up there. He's always gonna be up there, but. In terms of IDP, I don't think he is, but I'll let the other guys. Well, and he used to play it. defensive tackle, right? And he switched right. to the end. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if As a defensive like, tackle, he'd be great. Yeah. But at yeah. The end, he's not so great. Right. Yeah. 
But uh, going, Deion Jones, uh, but if you think about how it goes, you need to put up a couple seasons worth of good play to get a name. So Deion Jones, while he's not good, he's not really a household name right now. In two years, when he's putting up 100-plus tackles every year, 120-plus tackles every year, you know, combined, he's going to become, you know, a name like Bobby Wagner that you know, a name like Luke Keekley that you know. You know, you, you know, Ryan Shazier before he got hurt, you know, you knew these names. So it was like, you know, it takes some time to build up that rep, you know, unless you're like, but then you look at, you really want a four, three middle linebacker. Cause that's the prime spot. And I try to build my teams around those four, three middle linebackers because, you know, Von Miller's a great player and, <coughs> He'll have 40 point games for you in IDP, but also have like a two point game like every three weeks. So he he doesn't he's a boom bust kind of guy. So like your boom bust, you know, in a best ball, he'd be great because he'll hit you 40 points every once in a while. So like your best ball wide receivers that are, you know, boom bust, you know, that's the best compliment I can kind of give to them. And then, um, you know, talking about like rookies. You know, Bradley Chubb coming out, if he was on a 4-3 defense, he'd probably be my top or maybe top two rookie in a rookie draft. But since he's being slotted as an outside linebacker, it's like, ah, he's like six or seven down on my list. He's not going to be that high. So, Can you talk a little bit more about those uh, kind of anyone, any, any one of y'all, about the personnel kind of thing, that 3-4 versus 4-3 and – um, when they throw in a, a nickel or, or like there's been some teams like the, I think the Rams did that like money linebacker or something where like a safety would come up and I don't remember even which team it was, but, and that might've been in like St. Louis, but, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember. I just remember that position. And I think the Cardinals did it too, but they called it a, a different position. So can you, uh, speak to like the different kind of, uh, personnel changes as far as defense goes and what you kind of, I know you kind of said you target the four, three middle linebacker, but what else? Cause that's kind of interesting. I think. Yeah. Like Brian mentioned strong safety before as a target. Cause those guys normally do come down the box. Uh, there are some teams playing some strange alignments like the chargers. I've kind of been watching a few of their games from last year and they switch personnel all the time and they're secondary. They normally have three safeties on the field almost, you know, very often, especially later in games, uh, third downs especially. So that's going to be interesting just because, you know, Desmond King, they've been talking about, you know, he's been a great corner uh, and he's going to possibly play free safety for them. Right. So it's it's kind of, you know, you talk about nickel corner, nickel, cor- nickel corners are actually a decent play because they might not be on the field for 60%. But if you think about a quarterback on third down, you know, where do they normally go if they need six yards? You know, they're going to go to their slot receiver normally, most of the time, or their tight end, which the nickel corner or the, you know, nickel safety coming down is going to play. So you got to really look deep at the, you know, at the team. You know, what personnel do they have? What are they strong at? If they're stronger at safety, they have three guys that can play safety. They're going to put the third safety out there rather than, you know, they're linebacker that can't cover anybody. So, you know, I look at middle linebackers. What's that? I said they're not going to force themselves into these, like, specific defensive schemes if if they have the 
better player to do it than yeah. you know put three safeties on the field, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like the Chargers this year, they you know they have Derwin James, Desmond King, uh, they have um, a die. The die who actually a die might not even play that much this year, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know they they have so many safeties. It seems like that uh you know they're hurting at corner, but uh yeah now they are. Yeah, but uh it, it's you know that's the kind of things you have to look at. What do teams like to do? Do they like to keep their linebackers on the field all the time? Because if you have a linebacker that can cover tight ends, then you know, you can keep three linebackers on. You don't need to necessarily pull them off. Um, but like, you know, talking about position groups for uh, three, four defensive ends, I don't really like to draft. JJ Watt might be the exception to the rule because, you know, he, he's just ridiculous. But, uh, you know, most four or three defensive ends, you know, they're basically a defensive tackle. And they got guys like Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Justin Houston. They're the pass rushers. They're just there to eat up some space. Yeah, well said. Hmm. Yeah. Um, talking less about like the necessarily like the formations that defenses are going with too. I like to target quite contrary to offensive teams. I mean, uh, offensive players. I like to target IDP guys on bad teams. So we talked about like Deion Jones and all the Chargers guys, like. Those guys are great, and they're set for a set amount of points. But when you start getting into the lower guys, you want to start targeting guys who are on bad teams, guys that you know are going to be on the field a ton. I mean, once you get past those studs, being on a bad offense really, really helps. Because you could be bad. You could be a bad defense, too. But, I mean, if you're still making tackles, even if it's, you know, you just gave up 12 yards, if you're still making tackles, that's still points in IDP. So you don't necessarily get rewarded for how good you are on defense. You get rewarded just for volume. So I'd say if you're taking darts at lower guys, you got to target guys on bad offenses. Right. And there's things that, can, that you need to consider, too, like stat crews and, like, mm-hmm. weather. Fucking and- Seattle. <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff, man. I mean, it's it's a lot to consider when you're going. If you do, <laughs> for some reason, you do DFS, IDP. I don't go that crazy. I can't imagine what that's like. But there's a lot of stuff that you need to consider just day to day. But like, if you've got I, a great defensive line, they're going to soak up some tackles that the linebackers aren't going to get, and then in turn, the safeties won't get. So there's a, a lot to consider. Like, it's just it's it's fun. It's like a yeah. Like a chess match almost. Yeah, I love it. Okay. I couldn't believe the first time I read that just getting into IDP, it, it might have even been my like second or third year, and I read that <laughs> that tackles were counted differently in different, you know, stadiums. I was like, no yeah. fucking way. <laughs> like how, like a catch is a catch on offense, a carry is a carry on offense, but like a tackle <laughs> is not necessarily a tackle. <laughs> Well, if you have like a gang yeah, tackle awesome. where you got like it's five insane. guys, yeah, right? Yeah, so you don't tackle. Insane. Who do you give a credit to? Like, yeah, they got the stat crew just plucks a guy out. Like, oh, I really like this guy. I'm gonna pick him to get the tackle, and then this guy right. gets assist. Yep, five guys in the pile. It's like that's the, also the fun thing. What I like to do on uh, on Sundays, and this might be really nerdish, but uh, I like to watch my red zone and, and get the grasp of all the games going. And I'll have uh, my ESPN, uh, believe it or not, they, they, they're they probably the most helpful with this, but they'll give each play breakdown, like, you know, 
first and 10 five yard completion to Wes Welker or whoever. And then it'll say in parentheses who got the tackle and who got the assist. And I'll just sit there watching my screen with and, and the red zone kind of flipping back and forth. And I'm like, Bobby Wagner got a tackle. Yes. Who <laughs> Baker got an interception. You know, like you just, it makes me pay so much attention to every single play. Whereas, you know, like if you're on off, if you're just offense, you're looking at touchdowns, you're looking at catches, you know, you see that stuff, but you don't necessarily get so invested in a play that you're trying to find what number player tackled the guy. But you know what? Yeah, it's a whole lot easier to follow <laughs> offense. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. you pretty much know exactly who caught the ball, who rushed for, you know, the touchdown, whatever, but you kind of really got to keep your eyes peeled for those tackles. Yeah. Yeah. But I also- feel like, I feel like offense, you can just sit at a bar and watch a game and say, ah, you know, touchdown. Antonio Brown, you know, got me six points plus the catch plus the yards. Whereas IDP, it's like if you turn off a game for a half hour, you have no clue if your guy got five tackles or they're on the sideline doing nothing. It brings up the maddening scenario, though, that you've got Antonio Brown on your team and he starts to break free and then your safety comes over and tackles him. So then you got a point for the tackle, but you lose the touchdown. So you're yelling at the TV because Antonio didn't get the touchdown, but you're happy because your guy got the tackle. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fun. <laughs> but imagine, you're like, but imagine <laughs> week, week 16, and this is a true story. Week 16, a few years ago, going into Monday Night Football, I needed Navarro Bowman to get me seven tackles to win the championship. And when he got that seventh tackle, I, I was I, again ESPN had the little thing tackle by Bowman or whatever. I, I was doing a dance. I, I was like, because you know, I just won a grand, so I was like, boom, seven tackles. You know, and if it was offense only, would have lost probably because you know the the rest of the points wouldn't be there. So yeah, not as consistent, that's for sure. And and yeah. it seems like with IDP too, there's a whole lot more uh, corrections. Um, uh, scoring, yeah. so that would have scared the shit out of me to have that seven <laughs> tackles. Be like, no, actually, one of them was an assist. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I once won. I once got into a championship game on a Thursday afternoon because of, uh, and people might remember this: the Kurt Warner lateral uh, that was ruled a lateral instead of oh, a yeah. pat forward pass. And I ended up getting in the championship game because that of that lateral. And my buddy was like, I thought I was in the championship game. He set a lineup for Sunday, and he's like, he's looking at the matchup. He's like, why am I the third place game? And I'm like, sorry, dude. I beat you because Kurt Warner threw the ball backwards. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had some good good old IDP stories. I've I've been listening to the radio once, and I needed a sack from Ziggy Ansa or something, and then he ended up getting the sack and a fumble. And I'm just – and it's it's so – I don't know. It was so much better listening to that on the radio. <laughs> like the anticipation for that was so killer. And then to hear it was just absolutely bonkers. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I think it just adds to like the, the opportunities. Like, you know, every play you could have a point or a half a point or it. Right. You know, you're, you're involved in every play. Yep. And Very the true. best leagues now are also giving more points for tackles on defensive linemen and things like that to try to balance the scoring. Uh, points for passes defended, things like that. 
to kind of help balance because otherwise, I mean, shoot, you could have the first top 20 scores be linebackers. If Tackles have, for a loss, those yeah. are important too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but they've done the best. The best leagues now are balancing it out, and it makes it a lot more fun. Then you have big play leagues that give you like 10 points a sack or 10 points for an interception. Those are just crazy. Those are almost impossible to predict. I'm not as much of a fan of those as some are. Yeah, I'm in a DT premium league where like Fletcher Cox was like a top 10 scorer. And I'm like, this is like in the league, not just top 10 defense, like top 10 in the league. Like he's up oh, there, man. like that's crazy. Taking down, you know, like Des Bryant and stuff a few years back. It was crazy. So scoring definitely is a big part of it. And I think, you know, there is no like people, you know, like offense is pretty simple. You got standard, you got PPR, half point PPR. You can get kind of crazy with it with, you know, points for first downs, you know, Scott Fish scoring, stuff like that. Points per carry. Points per carry, yeah. And with IDP, it's like when people send me trades and stuff to analyze, it's like I need your whole league info sheet. I need to know what the scoring is, how much point you like to really give you a, a real opinion. It's like I almost need to get your league access so I can like <laughs> check out the whole thing, all your league settings because – yeah, there's a big difference. Like uh, the, the the people's champ mentioned, uh, you know, big play scoring, big play scoring. You know, you got a guy like Kevin Byard. He's probably your number one player because he's getting picks all over the place. Uh, you know, Rashad so. Jones a couple years ago. I mean, he had a insane year at safety. Like, yeah, probably he's, he was like number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask, let me ask this. So I, I know something came up in the chat, and just in terms of I know we touched on Bradley Chubb earlier with uh, some of the rookies for this year. Suge asked, uh, "What what?" And Dan, this is probably uh, not the best question for you because I, I don't want your bias showing through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Calm uh, down, what, Dan. <laughs> what does uh what what are we thinking in terms of uh, Shaq Griffin? Uh, are we are we feeling good about his prospects uh, up up in Seattle? I I think this year he's going to be mostly a special teams player. But KJ Wright is a free agent after this year, and the way things have been looking, they're probably just going to let him walk. I think 2019 might be the year that Shaq really gets to go on the prowl. And I did mention beforehand that I do have a Shaq Griffin jersey coming in the mail. So uh, I'm a little, I am a little biased and a big fan of uh, Shaq and hopefully the Shaq brothers can, uh, you know, make, maybe they, maybe they could be like the Bash brothers, like the Oakland A's back in the eighties, you know, instead <laughs> of the, the Legion of Boom, we can have the Shaq, the Shaq Bash brothers or something like that. They might need something to uh, <laughs> prop them up. That's a fact. <laughs> what, what, yeah. num- what number is he wearing? Uh, 49, according to linebackers in the 40s. Uh, he that's, was wearing that's 18. fantasy assessment right there. Yeah, he's wearing 18 at UCF, so that's gross. Yeah, yeah, 49. I don't know. He's got a root for him, though. It's such a great story, man. Such a good kid. Yeah, you know, he'll make 49 the most popular number in the NFL. That's all, probably. Yeah, I mean, do do you do you see them using him just in sub packages type stuff, or do you think he'll actually be like three down guy? Eventually, I think he'll be a three down guy because he can cover, like he can play. Like uh, we we did uh, an IDP rookie roundup where we evaluated seventy five players 
Um, and Shaq was one of the guys I watched and looked at. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is his left arm is not a weakness at all by any means. Like he can wrap up with that. He, he's just as strong in that arm as just about anybody. And, and watching the combine, he can catch the ball he better than any linebacker. Better than better than better than Jordan Howard. It's not hard to do. But. Just saying. Yeah, but he he could catch the ball better than any linebacker in that entire class. Like he caught everything that was thrown at him. It was it was ridiculous. Like how he blew away that combine. It, it was it was awesome to see. I was so I you don't. You know, like I talked about the dance about Navarro Bowman, you know, winning me a championship. Same dance when Shaq Griffin got called by the Seahawks. I was like, oh, yeah, I was, I was rooting for him to be a Seahawk with his brother. That's awesome. So, you guys hit on Bobby Wagner. What's the like, aside from him, like, who would be your like top five right now in Dynasty IDP? Dynasty IDP ADP. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind a Pia. <laughs> I actually, I actually, currently I have Joey Bosa, Bobby Wagner, Quan Alexander, Keanu Neal, and Deion Jones is my top five. Wait, you said you got so so Joey Bosa is your number one? Yes, he is. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I have uh, that sounds ballsy. I'm sorry. I I I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off, Dan. That just sounds oh, ballsy. All right. I like I that. have uh Wagner is my LB one always and forever. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Telvin Smith at two. I just, yeah. he's, he's really talented. Uh, I have Bosa at three. Cleo Mack, if he ever reports to camp at four, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't need training camp to, to be number four. And then I have uh, I have Deion Jones at five because Deion Jones is he's an up and comer. He, he's a guy that a lot of people awesome. don't know, you know, and. You know, if you think about it, Dan Quinn comes from the, you know, Carroll kind of coaching tree for defense. And, you know, he's his Bobby Wagner. They talk about Keanu Neal being the cam in defense. Like, you can see the the pieces in Atlanta. You can see the pieces in Jacksonville kind of, too. The same scheme. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see those those players, you know, they're put in a position – in that scheme to succeed. So yeah, watching the watching Atlanta game and I mean you can't help but watch those two guys on defense, Neil and Jones. I mean they're everywhere. Yeah. They're so much fun to watch. They're they're just on every tackle. They're either tackling or right there. They're just, they're just amazing. I think Jones Jones uh pissed me off a little bit when he I think he was the one that put the hit on Kamara. Oh, yeah, I need Kamara knocked me out of the league, uh, knocked me yeah. out of the playoffs this league, yeah, and I was yeah. like, God, oh. I'm like, you're on my team, but you knocked out the guy that I got on offense going. So I was bit by that one too. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have a little bit different. I have uh, Deion Jones first, as I said, I took him first in our IDP uh, guys league, and then I have Joey Bosa, I have Neil. I have Bobby Wagner, and then I go, um, yeah, I mean, and then I go Landon Collins. I really think Landon Collins, for me, he's going to be a lock, and uh, he's going to be great. As the Giants get better, I think he's one of those guys that's going to benefit from the Giants getting better. I think he's going to benefit from a new system, and I just think that he really, uh, I mean, he's good. He's great, and I think he's going to be, you know, good for a couple more years still. So, for me, Dynasty, I don't like to look too far ahead. Like some people get crazy with dynasty where they're looking 10 years into the future. I think that there's a certain, a certain point where 
you need to win now or else there's no point of ever playing dynasty. Like some people, some people draft rebuild, which I get, but never actually finish the rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Browns have been doing for, <laughs> for forever. But I like to. Have, but it looks so good on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have those six 2019 first round picks sitting in your, sitting in your, uh, in your team. But no, I I think Landon Collins is going to be great. So I threw him in my top five. I want to. Yeah, I got a Collins uh, too. I, I have Neil ahead of him uh, by a little bit, just because I think you know. I think the Giants' defense will be a little better. Um, Ogletree there. Ogletree should have a much better season this year than he did last year. He had a pretty decent season last year anyway, but he should be even better. I got some ADP data um, from some mocks, some defensive mocks that are run by Kelly Smeltzer, Punch Drunk Wonderland. I've been participating in those as well. They have uh, the top five in the ADP are Wagner, Jones, Bosa, Mosley. I keep forgetting. And Keekly yeah. still up there. Keekly's up there. He's just, yeah. Yeah. Solid as can be, man. Then, yeah. Crazy how long he's been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And if Watt comes back healthy, obviously he'll poke his head up in there. But it's yeah. so hard to project him coming back after all he's been through at anything like what he used to be. When you mentioned Keekly, one one interesting thing that and I know this is this is maybe rookie hype train, uh, but Tremaine Edmonds should start at middle linebacker for the Bills right. under Sean McDermott, who Sean McDermott had Luke Keekley as a rookie, and he did things that normally rookies don't do as linebackers, you know, play like basically every snap. And uh, Tremaine Edmonds also has that friendly Buffalo stat crew to help them out. We talked about stat crews a little bit. <laughs> Buffalo is uh, extremely generous. Yes. <laughs> they give assists out for, I think if you like, you know, show up around the pile, they give you an assist. So. Right. They, he is, he's 10th in ADP. And I think DLF had him actually number one at some, at one point. Not number too one, long ago. Like number IDP one asset? overall. Uh, yeah. Like that's, serious. that's crazy. <laughs> I think they've since correct since adjust like maybe not adjusted. I'm not gonna say they don't know what they're doing because they definitely do. Was it skewed um, by rookie drafts? Do you think though? Because rookie drafts, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. I would take him number one in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I could. I would definitely take him in the top ten or twelve. Yeah, like, yeah. overall, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think he'll finish as an LB one. Um, I did a series of articles about um, you know predicting the best rookies in 2018 and and Edmonds. You know, I might be wrong about Roquan Smith now because he might never see the field. <laughs> I love but, Roquan. Yeah, I love Roquan I too. It's like just get to camp, dude. Like I don't know. Like he's is he still not signed? He's still not signed. No. <laughs> he's got to be the only rookie, right? He, I think he's the only rookie he's not done. signed. Yeah, I think Darnold and uh, Smith are last two held up by language. So. He, he doesn't yeah. want to get in trouble for lowering his head, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I heard about that. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's... By the way, that rule. By the way, Andrew Sandejo had the greatest uh, hat. I think it said, make football violent again. <laughs> <laughs> because he watched the Hall of Fame game and saw how terrible the officiating was. Like, you can't play. So, uh, Twitter was buzz by the you can't play safety anymore. Like, so Keanu Neal might be flagged and thrown out of games just for playing safety. Playing defense is going to be 
Like, yeah. it's impossible. really impossible, legit. You got to if, play like two hand touch or something. It, I, I, if and I know that they'll calibrate and things will look different. I I think hopefully we anticipate like in the season, but and I, and I checked. I didn't watch the entire Hall of Fame game, but I watched. I felt like I watched enough uh, just to. You know, get, you know, to, 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 to wet my appetite. No matter how what yeah. your answer is, as far as what you to, watched, that to wet my appetite. Awesome. Yeah, just to wet my appetite for football. I was like, hey, it's back. All right, sweet. Um, that's enough. All right, great. So, if if that continues, the amount of flags in games, it's not even going to be enjoyable to watch. It really yeah. won't. And it's funny because the one flag was in the end zone, and the dude literally is playing the heads up. Like his head was square, like how they teach you to tackle. And the guy was up in the air. I'm like, he, he hit him with his helmet because the guy jumped. Like, I don't know how you stop yourself from trying to make a tackle. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what I saw in that DLF thing. That must have been, they have him 12th right now, three men, three men. Yeah, okay. Linebackers. As long as Terrell Edmonds isn't up there, we're okay. <laughs> I just think maybe that the calls on the Hall of Fame game might have been kind of an overcorrection of kind of the, you know, the officials saying, hey, you know, we are going to call this regardless of what you hear. You know, because a lot of the buzz when the rule first came out was, oh, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things they're throwing in there and, you know, it's not going to be enforced as much. But I think that was kind of just a message saying, hey, you know, this rule's here. We are going to enforce it. But I think it's just going to be get so – um, it's just going to be so interesting to see how they're going to call that rule in close games. Because imagine having that rule be the determining factor of a week 16 get in or get out type of game. Because, yeah, in the Hall of Fame game, we sit there and say, oh, yeah, you can't play defense or whatever. But when it really matters and, you know, playoffs are on the line, you know, possibly Super Bowls even, it's going to be it's going to be fishy to see how they officiate it. Yeah, it's it's funny because you know the Hall of Fame game over the, or the Hall of Fame thing over the weekend. Brian Dawkins, he, he was a fierce hitter, and you look at the 2019 yes. Hall of Fame finalists. You have, Ed Reed, you have John Lynch. Like these guys made their living by just smacking people over the middle. So it's like you know you're you're promoting these Hall of Fame guys, but you're taking away what those guys brought to the game. Want me to tell you someone who's not from Delco? Brian Dawkins. <laughs> Facts, that's great facts speech. of life. That's great speech. Uh, yeah. I, oh my gosh, I love that man. I love that yeah. man. I tweeted tweet the other day. He's on my Mount Rushmore of of football players, specifically yeah. defenders, but definitely football players. I'm big Brian Dawkins fan. That guy it's was not, amazing. It's not just four expressions of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Erlacher's on mine. I, he was one of my favorite players for a long time. Yeah. I, I remember I'm so old. And when I say old, 32. Uh, I'm so old. I, rem- <laughs> I remember. You sound like I'm a, you know, ancient <laughs> geezer. <laughs> Gel- Delco geezer. <laughs> I guess so. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I remember when Brian Erlacher was coming out of college and they were talking about how he was returning kicks. Like that was that, that, oh my gosh. I'm old. It's crazy. Yeah, back in my day when I was coming up, I like uh, Brackens, Tony Brackens, Jaguars. The the end. Favorite, one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) 
strolling down memory lane. Yeah. The so so I mean to to really get to the heart uh the heart of this IDP discussion uh for you you know obviously you, No, no, no. No, you, I think we need to know this. This is something that's very important. Okay, Gabe. good point. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> So when it comes to uh the Jacksonville Jaguars um, I feel like uh, really oh, this is a good point. This is a great topic. This is what an hour. It took an hour to get to this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was trying to be respectful of everyone else's time and opinions, <laughs> but now we need to get down to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, the and this is for you, Stepney. Uh, the 2017 AFC South Division Champions, AFC Runner Up, Jacksonville hashtag Saxonville Jaguars. If Ooh. <laughs> If, if you're picking if you're picking your top three defensive players on the Jaguars to own in an IDP league who will it be who would it be I already said Telvin Smith's in my top yeah, five Telvin Smith's the top Telvin five Smith's, yeah definitely 100% I love Miles grabbing Jack. Barry yeah I love gra- Garing, uh, grabbing Miles Jack and Barry Church I love grabbing Barry Church Okay. I, I like uh, Yannick Ngakwe, and I think some of you guys are scared to pronounce Ngakwe. the name. Yeah. I, I was not going to try that one. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. Yannick Ngakwe, yeah. yes. It's probably my second. Good yeah. luck. I was staying well away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Jack, yep. I'm a teacher. i got to pronounce names all the time. Yeah. Which, which they, by the way, the, the Key and Peel uh, substitute teacher sketch is like hey hey ron hall of hey, fame hey, it's like hall of fame in sketch comedy always a classic yeah just <laughs> club that's me on, that's me on day one of, of school like just trying to figure out the names more like the beasting club <laughs> <laughs> danica jay quallen jay quallen be nice the uh and to go along with it as far as names go the like east versus west Football skits are also top notch. Oh as as... <laughs> <laughs> <Ventriloquics>. <laughs> Ingle McCringleberry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, when he does those into uh, celebrations with the uh, with oh, the pumps. Yeah. <laughs> three pumps. Don't do three pumps. Don't. Don't do three. <laughs> when he does the long pause, he does it like a 20 second pause and he does the third one oh <laughs> did, did, did y'all see the key appeal skit where uh <laughs> where appeal peel was the substitute and he walks in real slow and he says you know i am your substitute teacher and he's being real silly and then he lets out this just crazy fart <laughs> <laughs> Like he doesn't say another word. He packs up his stuff and walks out. Well, one of my favorite episodes of that show was the uh, what was it the 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 Power Rangers? Not it wasn't Power Rangers. Um, like the Red Rangers, they were in like the uh, I forgot what the name of them was, but they were in the the Falcons. Red Falcon. You never seen that one? No, not that one. Uh, <laughs> I gotta watch that one. Black Falcon. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> wow, man. Oh gosh. So, um, I've got a trade that I just did in one of my leagues. Literally, on um, just a moment ago, I said yes. 
Uh, obviously, it's not ADP. Hey, Mike, so. we, we have a show to do. Like, why are you just in <laughs> monitoring your leagues? And what, <laughs> yeah, what are you yeah. doing? No, well, Jake brought it up in the chat. Uh, oh, okay. it, 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 it wraps into the show. And speaking of the chat, uh, since we last shouted him out, uh, Stepney's in the building. What up, Mike? Uh, Spoonie, Mr. Bradley Harrison's in the building. Little Spoon Spoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't messed with forks and knives, but I got Spoonie all the way. <laughs> Little Spoon Spoon for the win. Um, we've got Russ. Uh, what's Russ' last, Russ last name? I think Russ, I don't know if it's Russ' first time Potty. at the bar. Russ Fisher. Uh, Russ Potty. Fisher's up here. In, uh, is that what? Wait, Russ? I don't know which Russ it is. Which Russ is it? Russ Fisher. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. Do I know Russ? I'm sorry, Russ Fisher. If I know you and I don't right now. <laughs> full, full names on here is like kind of messes with me a little bit. What up? What up, Fisher? Uh, yeah. So to take from the homie uh, Shane Manila, trade alert, trade alert. Um, so in the infamous uh, Pigs Three League, a Scott Fish League, um, I, I had a conundrum here that three guys that I like a whole lot, uh, and I did not know what to do. Russ is Russ. Wait, Russ Fisher's outhouse. What? See, that's what I said. I said Porta, Potty. I said Potty. His last name is Potty. First name Porta, last name Potty. I didn't know what you were talking about. It's like, who is Porta Potty? What? What up, Russ? I had no idea that that was okay. That that Russ. What up, Russ? Outhouse. The outhouse. Um. So anyhow, uh, I had a trade. Uh, it involved three guys that I am just over the moon about. Uh, you tell me which side you like. And now this league is, it's, excuse me, super flex. It is a uh, quarter point per carry. Um, Dwight, you know all about it. Um, all the, all the bells and whistles of a, of a league. So uh, one side is Devonta Freeman. The other side is Tevin Coleman and Anthony Miller. Choose your side. This is very interesting because I was immediately going to know which side that you were receiving until you said Anthony Miller. I, to, I told you. Sure. I told you. Those, those are three guys that I love. Like, I love all three of those guys. Uh, I personally. <sighs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I really want to take Tevin, yeah. Col Tevin Coleman and Anthony Miller because I think. Devonta Freeman's kind of slowing down a bit, but I, Tevin Coleman's future is shaky. I think a lot of people are hoping he's going to land in the Jerk McKinnon, San Francisco 49ers, open backfield kind of thing, and I think we're more likely to see him land in a committee. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll stay on that side, Tevin Coleman and Anthony Miller. I think if you were on either side, though, I really – I think it's like a pretty fair trade. I like it. I think if you're trying to win this year, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he is. Because he's, he's awesome. Still, he's <laughs> and Tevin Coleman really only gains huge value when Freeman's out. So you know he's he's he still gets his good fair share of points, but when Freeman's out, he really does have a yeah nice point total, but. Yeah, that's a and, larger value, but I mean, you know, Coleman can still be relevant, relevant too. So, very flex worthy. Yeah, he can. He can they can. They can support two top twenty-four running backs. They've done it before, but definitely, I understand where you're coming from. It's difficult to let that happen. Um, I would uh, from the from the value side just 
purely not even looking at any teams or <laughs> or which side you're receiving, J Mike, because I have no idea. Um, I, I kind of like the Devontae Freeman side, honestly, just because I think it's a low point to sell him. I don't I think he can climb a little bit. And I don't think it's necessarily the best time to sell. However, I do like, as far as a talent um, perspective, I, I like Coleman and, and Miller. I think I think Coleman could have a, a year dependent on what happens to Freeman if, if he kind of stays healthy. And, and Miller, I don't know, he, he might be sharing more snaps with Allen Robinson than we think. But um, value side, I think I'd take Freeman just because I think you could get more, honestly. Real quick, while we're here, do you guys are you guys big Allen Robinson fans because or believe in him for this upcoming season? Because I feel like he's pretty much, barring anything crazy, a lock to be top twenty four, and were definitely asleep, has the option. Were you asleep for the Jaguar section of this podcast, Brian? <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of figured I mean, where you'd did be. You, did you? I love Allen Robinson. Did you? Did you literally fall asleep with the eyes wide open right in front of the screen? Could yeah. You, I'm just kidding. Churning butter out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Churning butter and Delco. Look, if if Shug, if Shug T broke into your house and he has you churning butter, blink twice. <laughs> blink twice. <laughs> we can save you. No, Hashtag just... Shug T is Amish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shug T uh, is Delco. That's what we're going yeah, that's that should be like just the title of the episode. Shug T is Delco. Is all Delco. Caps. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I like Allen Robinson's top twenty-four. Yes. Yeah. Short, short answer. I mean, I think he, I think he has an upside to be top twelve, easy. I mean, depending on that Chicago Bears offense, I just I think people are overhyping them a little bit. So I think that's where people get hesitant. But I mean. Who's there to really take away his target share besides Trey Burton? I mean, Anthony Miller's definitely has the upside everyone hopes, but he's still a rookie. Allen Robinson's the only real, you know, superstar number one I could see potentially being there. So I'm high on him. I think a lot of people are lower than they should be. What's the ADP for Allen Robinson, uh, J. Mike? I will look it up, kind sir. Some formats and everything, whatever you want to give because i is every, every format known to man got it all of them even in idp formats i, I just tend to think Sleeper. that the bears are going to throw the ball more than they ever have in the history of their entire existence because matt nagy's going to throw the ball more than any other coach that's ever come there because i don't remember you know since jay cutler i guess was would be the last right. passing offense that they've had they've never had a Pat, prolific passing offense too. No, they haven't. They've always been very run heavy. Yeah, I mean Cutler chucking it up to Marshall and Jeffrey maybe was the one year exception. As far as the trade, I'm not allowed to comment on this because today <laughs> in in a chat, I was we asked uh, what six players would you die on a hill for, and mine was Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, <laughs> Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, and Anthony Miller. Because I spit out fire. <laughs> if you ask me Devontae Freeman for Anthony Miller, uh, I might still go Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely oh, love him. I absolutely love him. So. so in other words, if we were trying to trade with you and get Anthony Miller from you, we'd have to like give up our firstborn. Like our Todd Gurley or something. Yeah. Yeah, Tony O'Dell. 
Antonio Brown for Anthony Miller, straight up. Uh, it's actually Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown plus, actually. Plus, yeah. <laughs> 2019 first. No, I, I have Brown. actually traded him in a league. So I tried. I have probably 80% shares. Like, I have him in almost every league. I mean, based off of training camp video, Antonio Brown got injured. Anthony Miller is a stud, so fair. <laughs> I mean, you look, you choose. You be the judge. Uh, <laughs> Allen Robinson is coming up. If we're looking at just a fantasy football calculator, uh, he is coming up as wide receiver 21. Uh, that's about the 410 mark in PPR leagues, 12-team PPR leagues. That was re- redraft he's in? Yes, sir, redraft. Yeah. So wide receiver 21. Uh, like so, that. so for what you're saying there, uh, Brian, a lot of equity to be had in terms of uh, oh yeah, I'm upward mobility. Time. I All mean, right, so. but really, the, like, okay, yes and no. I mean, you said like a lock for top twenty-four, and I mean that, like, you kind of hope that he is because he's the yeah. what? Yeah. What you say, twenty-first wide receiver coming off the board? So yep. I mean, right. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's solid that that we all think that he's a lock for top twenty four. But you're also thinking like, yeah, he better be because I'm taking right, him as right. the, yeah, the yeah, twenty first one on the well, board. So let me put it this way: I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, Juju Smith is either going right around him. I think he might be going above him. But are we taking sitting here right now saying, you know, are we going to take Al Robinson over Juju? Because I am. I would. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, you gotta and, you gotta check that ADP, like I said. But I'm pretty sure they're right in that same range. I think Golden Tate's there. Um, yeah. So so essentially, if if we work from 21 going toward the number one spot, uh, Allen Robinson 21, Golden Tate uh, wide receiver yeah. 20, Josh Gordon 19, Juju 18. Yeah. I mean, are you gonna take? I, I personally, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, I'm probably taking him over. All of those guys, I think, in redraft, I think, um, I mean, if you want to throw a dart at, if you want to, you know, take the chance on Josh Gordon, I don't blame you. But, I mean, Golden Tate, Golden, the thing is, I think Allen Robinson definitely offers the most upside out of all those guys. Like, I think that's Juju's, it's not his best case scenario, but I think where he fell last year, I think it would be, you'd be hard pressed to hope for that same season again. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I think it's going to be easier to, for a quarterback to support one top 24 wide receiver than it is for two. Yeah. So the argument for, you know, Brown and Juju, both being top 24 wide receivers, certainly possible. Ben's done it before. Um, but I mean, there's Diggs and Thielen ahead of them. There's, uh, probably Adams and Cobb is probably close to a top 24. I don't know where Cobb is, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Le'Veon Bell is technically um, Landry and Gordon. Like right? they're expecting two top twenty fours. Yeah, <laughs> in Cleveland. Like I mean, Tyrod in Taylor, that regard, like one. we're expecting so many. And for ADP, they're expecting so many uh, top twenty four wide receivers from the same team. Like, yes, that happens. Happens about four times a year, uh, four or five times a year per uh, uh, Jacob Rick wrote. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think. Um, I think it's safer. You know. For, for that. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. We switch it over to Dynasty. Uh, Allen Robinson actually jumps all the way up to wide receiver 13. So he's just behind Steph Diggs, Man. Tyreek Hill, and Amari Cooper. Yeah, you better hope he's top 24. <laughs> <laughs> top 24. <Yeah. laughs> that is – man, that's that's spicy. 
<laughs> I thought That's he fell off more than that. From yeah, me too. Not for July ADP. I haven't. Do they have anything for August? Uh, let me check. I'll try to see if they have anything for August yet. Um, Anthony Miller hasn't passed him yet. No August. <laughs> no, it's it's a slow burn. Slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> if we look at drafts that only Dwight is a part of, then maybe it's a. <laughs> Maybe Anthony Miller is ahead of Alan Robinson. <laughs> I, think, I think my computer caught a virus. All I see is Anthony Miller on his MVP screen. What's going on? <laughs> oh man, no, it's uh, Alan Robinson is an interesting one because, like you said, Brian, um, I think what scares me most with him is that I have to, I have to believe in Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and I, it's like Trubisky can't be terrible or can't be um i think subpar and Allen robinson still be really good right um so that's that is that's scary um for 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 me anyway because i like Allen robinson a lot i think he's super talented all those good things but uh for what i saw from trubisky last year which again we can we can blame john fox we can blame um all we want to do in terms of what what happened in chicago that that wasn't fun to watch at all and he when he throws the ball nine times in the game or whatever it was like that's like that's not fun to watch if jordan howard's supposed to get the uptick in, in touches that they're saying he's going to get Tariq cohen becomes a bigger piece trey burton just got paid all these things have happened and taylor gabriel the return of kevin white <laughs> um, <laughs> anthony miller comes on uh you know so on and so forth all these things are happening and we're still expecting Allen robinson to get 140 targets like Right. I, I'm just yeah. I, I just it's hard to 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 be on board. So um, I, I, I love Allen Robinson. So I think it's more realistic than what the people are expecting from the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, they're only expecting a top 24 wide receiver, you know, a top 15 running back and a top 12 tight end or something. The Browns well, you know, are like top 10 everything. <laughs> the Browns are going 16 and 0 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, their hard knocks premieres tonight. I suppose that uh, yes. people are probably going to be all over that. <laughs> yes, yes. Hard knocks I, I always makes them the, teams look good, man. Yeah, they do. I completely fell for the Jameis Winston last oh, year. And I was all in on Jameis last year, and I'm like, oh man. Yeah, that Browns wide receiver core definitely got changed a lot in the last couple of days. It's crazy. The Callaway news today, and yep, Braden Coleman, and yeah. I read one tweet. I think it said that Jarvis Landry's expected targets is has just went up again because yeah. Gordon's oh, yeah. not in camp. They got rid of Coleman. They got Callaway's yeah, probably going to at least have a couple days suspension. I yeah. think. I mean, you have Josh. You have Josh Gordon on your team, who's already you know towing the line as it is. Could you have brought in any worse of an influence for him than Antonio Callaway and his background? I mean, yeah. I, I just feel like the Browns. I don't. I don't know what they. I don't know what they think. I don't know. I, I couldn't run the team. I couldn't run a team. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I could do any worse than what the Browns do. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was they, certainly interesting. Yeah, they they want to. They wanted it to work, and if it worked, they would have looked brilliant. Yeah. It's. I mean, it may. You know, we don't know a whole lot about what's going on yet, but it doesn't look good. And <laughs> yeah, there's a big old fat. I told you so. I mean. Yeah, it definitely looks not good. You'd almost kind of yeah. think that Josh Gordon would be the influence on Callaway, though, yeah. to a degree. Yeah. I mean, right. w- like, hey, turning himself around. And, 
And I also think 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 that these could be ve- two very different situations. I mean, Gordon exactly. went through some yeah. serious, serious shit that's yeah. like not even necessarily related to drugs. I mean, it is, but like there's some deeper stuff. Whereas yeah, yeah. Callaway might just be might just be a young bonehead yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like so, I I don't know if it's um a bad decision yet. It's uh, they the last report I read is that someone left weed in his car. I swear. <laughs> Josh Gordon's like, I can't be caught with this stuff, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Josh Gordon's. I'm Josh Gordon left it, left his weed in my car. I got, I got this bag of weed. I got these two cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, Josh, calm down. <laughs> oh, damn. So, <laughs> the, uh, Gabe, I know you don't believe that the chat actually exists, but it does. Um, the, so, in the chat, in the chat, they've been discussing some sort of absurd crossover uh, as it pertains to a live draft with either redraft or best ball. Not dynasty. I said, please not dynasty. Um, yeah, no. I said some. some I said something I lower. No to that. <laughs> yeah, no to dynasty. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I said something lower maintenance. Um, and it's really being peddled by Peter Howard, uh, the Chris Carson, Chris Carson pusher, if you yep. will. Uh, Biggest fan on the planet. The the, <laughs> the wizard of lies, Peter Howard. Uh, the smoothest accent with the dirtiest mouth, Peter Howard. <laughs> Um, I could go on, but I won't uh, for the Please sake of the pod. <laughs> the, the, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Gabe? Uh, doing, a, yeah, a live draft. Um, we did we do that with LFO last year? That we kind of did that, but I'm down to do that again. Yeah. Um, I would love to be distracted and draft a shitty team. That sounds great. <laughs> wait so in the lfo league last year like you i mean you you won the title right <laughs> oh shout out to mrs uh fuller she what she uh did she won it right did she win it no i thought uh um, runner up no i think she got runner up because um somebody oh, from lfo right. actually won. yeah van burf technically yeah, burf won. won it yeah burf won it. okay shout, <laughs> shout out to van beasy <laughs> banana face himself banana right. man uh no, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get something going. We'll uh, we'll see what boy band we can recruit this year, and we'll put together a league. And if that's not the case, then we'll put together some other league. We've I got. Mean, maybe, uh, why don't we know, just do it with Dwight? Dwight's a famous DJ. DJ Dwight. <laughs> I mean, the dude rakes in like fifty million dollars every weekend in the summer. So. <laughs> I can, I can see I can see Dwight putting on like some sort of helmet, like like. Dead Mouse does, or you know, Daft Punk. Daft Punk you know. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what Dwight would wear. What 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 helmet would you wear, Dwight? You know, you don't have to say what you actually wear because I know that you do. But if you have something in mind, like as an alternate, a badger. Badger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the honey badger. Honey yeah. badger don't give a shit. <laughs> um, love it. Uh, you know, I was just thinking though, we have that. Um, that um, redraft uh, league that we kind of fell into 
with and by we um, meaning you drug me into is that what you mean yeah i did hey jay mike we're in the league well it was re it was redraft so like to me it doesn't like redraft leagues are such a relief like i could join like 800 of those and it's like no sweat but at the moment someone asked me about a dynasty league or a dynasty, oh, IDP, or a dynasty idp with contract i'm like no don't ask me that shit ever again can i live can yeah. i live see i'll be opposite now i just need the craziest league possible for me even think about joining and oh. i mentioned this on my podcast i was like i don't want any more leagues don't want any more leagues and then uh the ff ghosts uh chimes in in a chat and he was uh saying uh i got this super flex idp devi drafting 20 devies each team and i'm like well okay just 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 one more just one more and it was like i was like oh man now i'm like i'm about 35 deep league wise Oh so. gosh! <laughs> I'm almost there, man. I'm at Thirty-one or thirty-two. Yeah. You could oh, say I have a problem. Oh. I kept saying no more. That was like ten leagues ago. Yeah, you know, same thing. I was saying no more until uh, the, the the SmackDown versus Raw draft that we had the auction. Yes. I was like, that's auction. So I'm like, I, I don't really do a whole lot of auction. So I'm like, I'm game for that. So that was real early in the season. So I, I feel like that's so long ago. I feel like we've already played like five seasons. Like February or something. Yep, sure do. There's so many creative new leagues, man. It's it's well, awesome. Well, like, Tom, uh, fellow IDP man, we, we tried to get him on. Tom, uh, what's his last name? Kling, Kislingberry. Klingberry. Klingsberry. Klingberry. Kisslingberry. Kisslingberry. Okay. He uh he came up with that vampire league and yep. uh that that kind of that kind of took off. That sounds fun. Um I that that one actually kind of piqued my interest a little bit. I was like, mm, I don't know, I might have to do that. <laughs> everybody wants to everybody wants to be the vampire though. It's crazy. I know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you probably won't have as much fun if you're if you're not the vampire if it with that uh garlic breath breathing down your neck. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to anyone who needs a, a, a league, a, le a good league owner, uh, at Seahawks Dan <laughs> yeah. number eight. The man said he's looking for any kind of crazy <laughs> yes. that you got. Again, on Twitter at Seahawks Dan eight. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's thirty-five and he's looking to double it. He's trying to get to seventy. <laughs> yes. Let's help him out. Get this man to AARP status. <laughs> need him. We but I think that. I am the uh, AARP status of this conversation. I no. think I'm the old head of this conversation. <laughs> That's not what I meant, Dan. I meant number of leagues. No. Uh, oh, I take it all back. Uh, <laughs> there's a really good idea in the chat. Kenny, uh, shout out to you, Kenny, uh, the real the third on Twitter. Um, he says that a uh, simple Devi League idea, a Devi dynasty where the first Devi draft you draft schools. Hmm. So you draft like the actual school, like the university, like, hey, I'm like the Debbie draft. I have first pick. I'm taking Alabama. Mm -hmm. There's right. a uh, uh, Clint um, Followell. He's in a league like that. I think I think Nathan Powell runs it and it, it has uh, 
college divisions um, or something. Yep. So it kind of runs along that line. I, yeah, I'm not sure if it's Debbie with no name. I, yep. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's Debbie. I feel like it's not Debbie though. But yeah, I, I, it runs along the that would be college. Frame. So that's that's right. that is. Uh, I'd love that. That'd be no wait. I'd I'd hate that actually. That would be <laughs> awful. That sounds awful. Terrible idea. Do not want to join. <laughs> That's on Twitter at ffman. <laughs> <laughs> Any and all inquiries, please. Mm. <laughs> so, and, and, and if you can't, for whatever reason, find him under at ffmanbun. That means he probably just changed it to at bungee. Um, <laughs> one of the two i think i think you have to have five letters for your i, I think i try i like looked it up for fun i was going to change it for for y'all one week and uh i think you have to have five so five characters golly between that between bungee and gearing of all time you can't get right i i really want gearing of all time i feel like twitter <laughs> needs to adapt um yeah I uh I don't know. I, I don't want to join any leagues, guys. I really, <laughs> really, really, really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I yeah, I'm done done too, because yeah, it's just I'm in this I'm in this league I just got into and we're doing the startup draft now and it's Superflex, Dynasty, IDP, oh. Devi. There's some other oh tight end premium. And it's just, I really think I like resent this league. I just, I, we haven't even started. And I just, we're in the 40th round and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this needs to be over. It's just, it, it's too much. But I like crazy leagues too. That's why I started playing IDP because I just want something different. Yeah, I think IDP Devi is the next frontier. Yeah, like IDP Devi is just like next, like you know, Devi's you know getting pretty huge, but IDP Devi is where it's at. Like it, yeah, it's really, the next trailblazer. Really, really hard to find resources for that. I've I've looked yeah. a little. My co-host um, is actually he's written a lot of articles uh, at DFFD Win. Um, he, he's about it like two years ago we we started a league and i tried to find idp debbie research and i'm like there's nothing at all whatsoever so now there's actually some articles being written i think the scouts are doing a lot with uh defense more so than offense only i'm in one ridiculous ridiculous league we drafted five nfl players and 80 rounds of debbie what? In, in our first game, our first game is what? for four years. We don't play an extra game for four years. We were drafting high school players. It was insane. Mm, Y'all are stressing me out. Freaking out. Can, we, can we start talking about Corey Coleman or something? Y'all are stressing me out. Uh, what? Game. Yeah, it's just silly. But we're going to draft 20 rounds of Debbie every year. So. No, that's crazy. crazy. Okay, that's enough, Dwight. Yeah. Cut off. <laughs> this that's is it. this has gone from the open bar, a podcast, to the open bar, an intervention. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the white, we're here for you, bro. Yeah. Hi, my name is Dan. <laughs> Hi, Dan. And I'm a fantasy holic. <laughs> that's oh, Dwight. 
He yeah, said, our the, first game isn't for four years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, you forget about that yeah. leak before you even play a single game. <laughs> yeah, there's a chat. and Every once in a while, someone will pipe up. You know? <laughs> it's hey, kinda, still here. Kind of quiet. <laughs> and there's Debbie in that, too. There were IDP Debbie. Could you imagine? Uh, I was going to say, there's an IDP at least, because if yes. it's just offense, you're drafting probably like the... I don't know. You could draft my son. Is you know, yeah. he, he oh might play God. in the NFL someday. He's only nine, but <laughs> could could you imagine? We could you imagine, Dwight, if you drafted RG three as a Debbie prospect and like his last year at Baylor, and then you don't play for four years, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> no longer even relevant. <laughs> oh my God! Relevant he literally goes from winning the Heisman, winning the Heisman being rookie of the year oh and God. essentially out of the league in four years <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, holding a clipboard for Lamar Jackson next year. Right. Oh my gosh. That would be sick. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. I can't. Oh my goodness. I can't. Yep. I'm done. I won't. I'm I won't. Not, <laughs> I'm not talking about it anymore. Corey Coleman. Like you sick. <laughs> I want to, I don't want to. <laughs> John Ross. There you go. Yeah. Anything else? Anything? Anything. Uh, I, I, did see that, I did see that Corey Coleman was trying to uh, look at his options before actually joining the Bills. I'm like, what were his options? Retire? <laughs> he got traded Retire for a 2027th. A 2027th. Did he really? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's just the Browns saying that's, that's how what, little That's what the pick out. was? Yes. 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 Oh my God! I was talking with uh, Jason and Jason Tran and TK about that, and I, I initially said like a second or something, and uh, Jason was like, "No, no, no, no!" Like a sixth, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" I, we we you know compromised for it to be in between, but a seventh round pick—that's just disrespectful. Not even next year. Not even next Two year. I I don't believe you. <laughs> Look at <it> <laughs> I'm just making up lies <laughs> on the open bar. Yep. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was it was it was egregious. Honestly, it was egregious. They would have done him a bigger favor by just releasing him because then yeah. he could pick a spot. They're like, "This is your punishment. <laughs> Go to yeah, the bills." You're all upset about something. Yeah, there's got to be something wrong. I know. Reports where he was very lazy and didn't seem like his head was in the game, and that's been there for years. So you know what? It was it yeah. was his marijuana in uh, Antonio Callaway's car. That's yeah. maybe what happened. <laughs> He's the fall that's guy. A... Antonio if he would have had something guy. like that. It would almost made more sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like just a first rounder just not getting it, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Is Corey Coleman's career essentially the embodiment? of being sent to the pit of misery, like being drafted to the Browns and then dilly, dilly. and then being sent to the Bills. Is that like is that what that is? Someone tell me well, yeah, you're right, because someone give me somebody who's drafted to the Browns in the last eight years that has left Cleveland and had a successful career. Eight years, mm. I'll give you. Mm. There's drafted. no in football. 
We'll see um, about Isaiah Crowell. I think he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Some people, some people are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so trying here. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's I'm no like one. running it's through everything. I know I know there have been quarterbacks that like after the fact had some decent times before that. <laughs> <laughs> but not after the fact. That's uh uh it's tough. Yeah, when you say they're draft there, picks, it's like, oh my gosh. Us in the ch- in the chat that could uh, enlighten us. Yeah. Oh, Russ, uh, Dynasty Outhouse. Thank you, Russ, um, of Trade Addicts fame. Uh, Johnny Manziel now starting for the Montreal Alouettes <laughs> in CFL. Right. Yes. Uh, there you I have think it. He just threw four picks in his first debut. Yikes! In the CFL. Well, at Although, least he didn't hit five like Peterman. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. And he's in the CFL. I mean, I think the rules are a little different. Maybe that gives him like a half an interception of grace. <laughs> but Johnny's in trouble. Maybe they count interceptions like the um, Seahawks count tackles out in <laughs> Seattle. That's <laughs> wild. Oh, All right, Gabe. You Take- done with you done with this? <laughs> I mean, they, they spent approximately two hours of their Tuesday night with us. I think that they're done with this. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I figured you were fed up with the the moment that Dwight said that he doesn't get to play fantasy football in a league for four years. I thought that was about it. I think that was, <laughs> thought that was our nightcap right there. We should have just closed. It My mind was literally blown at that. I don't even. My goodness. As the kids say, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Can't even. Can't even. As if. Is I, normally, I have to go and edit everything. So this is like, I just get to hang up and say, good night. See you. So I don't have to edit anything. This is great. You must not have been on the show before, Dan, because <laughs> oh, I send you the MP3 file right after this and you do it. So. <laughs> That is what they call the fine print. <laughs> Get you some damn. Did you read the damn show sheet? <laughs> the show sheet that I was supposed to create, I guess. <laughs> now you're getting exactly. it. Yeah, now you're getting it. You it only took you two hours, but you're getting it. <laughs> All right. Well, it was certainly a blast with these fellas. Uh, it's I uh, I'll, I will admit this. I talking about IDP like kind of made me want to <laughs> get into it uh, more than what I currently am. So um, I will give you that, but that is all I will give you. Uh, say some things about yourself. Let's start with Brian. Say some things about myself. Um, so I work with the FF franchise and the IDP guys. I uh, been playing fantasy football for about 11 years and i am a college graduate looking for a job like every single other college graduate i actually work right now i have work i cut cold cuts at a deli so that's my glorified position out of college but have an interview tomorrow so we'll see good luck man yeah for real it's hard it's hard you're asking a logical son uh I don't know, January. Oh, Aquarius. 
Aquarius. There you go. All right. Good to know. That's uh, it's just kind of a tradition here that we do on yeah. the open bar, right, J. Mike? Oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that interview, my man. Thanks. And. Uh, Get get into the game. Uh, you're writing a little bit, right? And um, and covering IDP, that seems to be a ground that uh, you know not not many people know about, or at least think they know about. So uh, keep grinding, my man. Thanks, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, Dan, out of Delco, yeah. Delco yes. Dan, Delco uh, Dan. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Alliteration is key. Yes. Our best I'll material. lead off with uh, I am an Aquarian as well. So so me and Brian are fellow Aquarians here. We Thank did this on service. purpose. We know. Yes. Yeah, we know. You looked it up. Huh? Uh, I went to Dynasty Football Factory and I've been there for about a year. And I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I kind of edit, I write, uh, I helped put together the rookie roundup, which we're super proud of. Uh, and I also, uh, we're 14, well, Tomorrow will be 15 episodes into the IDP Edge Crushers, which we uh, took over in late April, early May. Uh, so you can get your IDP goodness there, uh, the at IDP Edge Crushers. Uh, and I've been playing fantasy probably longer than Brian's been alive. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, and I teach fourth grade, so summer's a great time for me because I just get the hang out and do a whole lot of nothing for the most you part. almost wish that football was on during the summer but then also no because that's the the fall is a grind oh, yeah. and it's really yeah. nice to have that football on the side so it's a it's a love hate thing that football's coming because i'm yeah. like oh i know I love football oh. so much <laughs> but then i'm like but i gotta go back to work yeah so it's like right. oh but but anyway i'm excited to watch some preseason football here coming up not often you hear that but uh i'm i'm ready for the the dfs grind that's that's kind yeah. of my favorite part of preseason football um edge crushers is a fun pod to listen to i when we were starting that eliminator i i uh kind of had just first heard of it so i i wanted to pop it on and and listen a little bit and it's, it's good stuff so um check that out for some idp stuff my people um Dwight, the people's champ. Oh. <laughs> oh, I have this fancy microphone I haven't had plugged in the whole damn time. <laughs> <laughs> have not had plugged in? That's unbelievable. Nope, just sitting here. <laughs> I'm like going like this, talking into it. <laughs> the Dwight mic issues reign supreme on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> it's like every time. Five. This is a hundred twenty dollar microphone I got. God damn it! Just sitting here unplugged. Son of a bitch. It looks good though. It looks really cool just yeah. sitting there. Isn't that fancy. Ooh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Son of a bitch. I am uh, FF People's Champ. I do not write about microphones. Um, <laughs> I write for the Fantasy Authority and Dynasty Happy Hour, mostly IDP type stuff. And that is it. I'm going to take my microphone and go home and play. <laughs> hey, uh, any bar mitzvahs, uh, birthday parties, uh, no, wedding anniversaries, turn ups, whatever it is, uh, Dwight's your man. He's your DJ 
for the for the occasion. It's wedding season, baby. Turnips with Dwight and turnips with uh, our buddy Dan. The... Fact. <laughs> Fact. Got to got to stay regular. Got to stay regular. It's important. Um, Dwight, your uh, astrological sign, please. Cancer. Ah, oh, shit. We almost had three almost. in the crowd. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Jay, Mike. Man, uh, so <laughs> Gabe, I am so absurdly thankful. Uh, first of all, that you're back, that we've been able to do this for about a year now. I was trying to count up our our episodes that we've done uh, since I came on a year ago, and um, you know it's kind of hard because I have to go through a, f- a few different podcast feeds <laughs> to find things and. I was, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, I was doing that the other day, and I, I, I believe we're in the 40s somewhere. But I'm incredibly thankful, man, to be able to do this with you. Glad you're back. Glad you made it back safe from Europe. Um, but this is too much fun. <laughs> and uh, man, for y'all, for y'all that don't know, like Gabe, Gabe is literally like my my brother. So uh, I appreciate this so much. And to our guests, thank you guys, uh, Brian. Shout out to the folks at um, F3. Uh, Mr. Gee, uh, winning every single league. Um, Welcome to and- the franchise. <laughs> uh, shout out to the, the boys at DFF, um, Manila and crew, JDB, and, and all those guys. Uh, and of course, with DHH, uh, the head man, Gunth, what up, Tyler, uh, and everyone else there. Um, just thankful to be able to do this. So, to everyone in the chat, thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> we cut up a lot tonight. Uh, we ended on like cord cutting, basically. So, if you have any suggestions on if you're not, uh, if you don't have cable, apparently Sling is a really good thing for sports. Uh, <laughs> so, you can go that route. But anyway, uh, on Twitter, at jmikecheck, at jmiccheck. The show's handle, uh, at the open bar FP. Uh, again, the open bar FP. And uh, you can find my main man, Gabe, on Twitter at FFmanBun. And I believe that is that. So, again, uh, you can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, The list goes on and on. Please rate and review us. uh, Show us some love, if you will. And, uh, yeah, that is that. Gabe, uh, take us home. Home. The, uh, The official streaming service of The Open Bar sling television uh sign up today on uh sling.com slash open bar and get uh one month of tv for however much they charge because we are most certainly not a partner with them but uh it'd be interesting to see if that worked uh j mike my man (laughs) my dude i I, do you know do you know the date the actual date that we first um had a podcast not the gbf but um on the open bar i I don't but i bet i can find it before the end of this episode okay because i would be sort of upset if we missed our anniversary and i kind of feel like we did i'm pretty sure we did now that i'm thinking of i was gone for my actual anniversary on that episode and you were there alone um, just you, yourself, and J. Mike. So that doesn't add up. So I think we missed our anniversary. So we need to throw a party um, soon for our one-year anniversary episode number. I, this that's what the open bar is about. We we just don't care about this shit. We're just we uh, <laughs> we're so free flowing, 
and we love what we do and i love what we do and i love to hang out with you my man and you idp fools as well uh yeah i'm the, I'm the ff man bun <laughs> tuesdays 9 30 eastern that's when we show up hardly late always early and um you know, come have a drink with us. We're gonna we're gonna be here all season. We're we're not stopping. I already I actually already lined up our guests for next week. Say what? Yeah, I didn't want to fall in a trap like this again and end up with three IDP guys. So I made sure to um, plan ahead. <laughs> guys, I'm kidding. I love you. I love IDP. Um, that's that's about it. Thanks for fake pigskin putting us on. That's where we're located currently. And we will um, be in your ears tomorrow, per usual. So, and, and we'll see y'all next week again. Put your drinks up, fellas. July twenty first. Uh, what? What's July twenty first? July twenty first, two thousand and seventeen. Oh, Our first ah. episode together. We missed it. We'll see that. Yeah, that was entirely. You, yeah, you were, you were gone. I could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should have just popped in at four thirty a.m. Just for the sake of, so apologies. I'll uh, I'll look into getting you some jewelry. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out. Later. All right, <laughs> All right. Uh, put your drinks up, fellas. So good, so good this week. Great times we're had. We will see y'all next week. And deuces.